Depth Charge Podcast by Bean and Sugars. Live from the Swoon Studio in Chiang Mai. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Depth Charge with a special guest today, Midnight Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Um, I'm not Midnight Johnson, hey, hey all, but um, <laughs> Midnight Johnson may or may not interlocute. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, ah, there yeah. you go. Glad to have you, Midnight. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward to this since we discussed. So, yeah, man. How have you guys been? Um, good. Good. I'm living a dream. Oh, that's what Midnight should be. <laughs> All right. So, what 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 is the special occasion that we have midnight with us tonight? Uh, well, it's a special occasion in the sense that uh, we've done like a over twenty shows and we've never had a guest yet, right? Right. right. So, uh, yeah. There. Other than that, there is no special occasion for it. We 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 thought of, we talked in the beginning about like uh, you know having guests, right? Just, uh, didn't decided to wait until we'd um, you know established yeah. a feel a yeah. feel for the podcast yeah and this kind of thing so where we, we were at so we got that interplay going on pretty well yeah but podcast is like a funny way to go to intercourse <laughs> I, I don't know if you've noticed but like I've whenever I talk to people yeah uh, like to you know like my friends and family who don't listen to podcasts and say right. I have a podcast now there's nothing I've been able to say that has been able to make them understand. There's nothing that I have been able to say to anybody hmm. that can make them understand what a podcast is right. if they haven't listened. It's right. like, it's, you, you kind of just say, oh, it's a little bit like a radio show, but it's like free from, uh, you know, it's free from the ownership of some big corporation and it's like no holes barred and this kind of thing. I, but it's, it, it is... Like we take so many things for granted in the world, don't we? Like un understandings, because things are quite s simple to us once we know it. Like everybody knows what the radio is, mm. right? Everybody knows what TV is. Everybody knows what phones are right now. There, there, there was a time though, like that there was this huge generational divide between people who like use, you know, anyone under a certain age was fine with phones. And then every, everybody over a certain age said, no, 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 I'm not having that. But then as phones kind of became more and more like ubiquitous in life, more necessary, there's mm. no age divide anymore. Everybody has a phone. Yeah, absolutely everybody. I mean, my grandma, she's 90, she doesn't, but some 90-year-olds some do. Yeah. Um, so what I mean is like podcasting is like, it's weirdly popular, but also weirdly unknown to quite a lot of people. Don't you? I yeah, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I totally agree. What do you think, Midnight? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of people that have probably never listened to one, like Paul was saying. Yeah. But, the, like, it's almost like the idea of them are too, uh, too simple. Uh, to, it's not that it's, like, too, it's difficult to grasp. It's, like, too simple because yeah, you, you, you have to tell people, oh, well, it's just, like, two people in a room on microphones talking to each other. They either think, well, it can't be just that. that what, what's the interest in that? That doesn't sound like anything at all. Well, have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm ram I'm rambling a little bit, but I. No, that's, a, I no, that's a good point. No, I mean, you know, that's the thing with apples, though. I mean, podcast is invented by Apple. Mm. Yeah, it is. Right. And so, uh, 
when I first changed from Window to Apple, my brain was kind of like couldn't comprehend like the simplicity of using it. Because mm. when you're using Windows, you you have a certain brain that you adjust to it. You know, like all oh, this shortcut, all oh, these little things, and you know you gotta know around the uh, the PC, the Windows uh, per se. Yeah. And when you switch to Apple, it's like, no, nah, I can't be that. That's just one click or something like that. Uh, <laughs> well, I've just like switched now for a week now to Apple because oh. of the, some new project I have and. Uh, I uh, I don't like it so far. Yeah, you see, <laughs> you see, <laughs> the Mac. I don't yeah, like the Mac experience so far. At I all. love the Mac experience. I'm a Mac man now, for for a while. Yeah. The first one I ever had was Windows, mm. and then I switched to Mac. I don't know six years ago. Okay. And I wasn't very good at either. I'm not very good at either one. Yeah. But I like Apple a lot. Yeah. Because it does seem simple to me. It's user friendly. We just mm. like. Our brain tends to complicate things. That's why we are so used to Windows. Don't you remember the first time you learned how to use Windows? Um, well, I do know that, like, basically, I think the only reason that uh, the the only reason that Windows is at all good, if it's good now, is because they've stolen the best ideas that Apple have copied them all. Right. And basically, like, Windows now is is much more like Mac than it used to be. Yeah, true, that's true. Um, that's true. The so, interface now, yes. Yeah. So it's just it's just me. I've got like you know, thirty years of acquired like shortcut memories and yeah. stuff of Windows, yeah. and then no like, and that's I haven't learned all that stuff on Mac. Right. Yeah. And aren't um, Apple products a lot more expensive? Yeah, that's that's Can another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. But I mean, <laughs> that's kind of why I went to that, because I asked someone that really knew. Mm. I just wanted to know what's going to last the longest mm. and what will take the longest to become outdated. Right. And he said, good an Apple. Mm -hmm. So right that's on. the only reason I went there. But, mm. but I'm glad I did. Yeah, me too. So we have two Apples in a room and one window. <laughs> mm, no, he's a growing apple. He's a it's little. He's a little apple. Well, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, phone, the phones and iPads are all are great. I agree. There's no. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So midnight. I I can hear from your accent. You somewhere, somewhere uh, from the south of America, if I am not mistaken. Are you? I'll put it like this. <laughs> and I sort of thought about this in advance because I figured someone would ask. Yeah, I'm from that giant clusterfuck between <laughs> between Canada and Mexico. <laughs> and yes, you're right. The, the southern part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, having been in that southern part of the clusterfuck that you just mentioned, yes, uh, I I can I can relate to that. I, I I didn't bring back the accent though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. So well, it's good because sometimes it's a dead giveaway for hmm. who you may support. But I don't want to go there. Nah, so, yeah. nah. We're not judgmental here. No. I won't. I I won't ever do that to you. <laughs> oh, you know, like label. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, okay. <laughs> you from that part? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. But I, I do have to ask: Do you have a mega head? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, oh no. man! No. 
Yes. So, but it's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> although, although he's running out of time. But anyway, mm. we'll see. Maybe mm. not. Maybe not. Oh, everybody's running out of time. Yeah. Yep. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> oh man, have it. I wanted to tell you about like my near death experience. I forgot. Just passed this past week. You had an, another one because we <coughs> talked about this in like. A, no, no, we didn't. It just happened this past Wednesday. No, that's not. That's not, not what I mean. I mean, we talked about like, almost dying in a previous <laughs> podcast. Not this particular again? moment of almost dying. Oh, again, really? Yeah. So I've been. No, 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 no. I'm not, you. Hang on a sec. You something new has happened, right? Yeah. We never talked about that. I'm talking about we talked about almost dying. Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, when yeah, we were young right, or whatever, right, right. you know, car yeah. crash. You talked about that, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That was nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is just recently. Mm. Yeah, the fan at Northgate. Ah, oh, I heard about this. Yeah, came down during like when I was playing on Wednesday. Jesus, man, it was like it's it's. It's so surreal because I was right at the spot where the the fan uh, hit, but I stepped back after I pressed the effects, uh, the guitar effects, and I was like, you know, I can I can I can feel like the wave, the wave of the winds, you know, like zwa, and it it went and hit the uh, uh, oak saxophone. It hit oh. oak. Oak saxophone. Oak saxophone. Yeah. It didn't hit Oak. It didn't hit anybody. Yeah. But we were stunned. We ju- we were just starting a, a new song, and oh man, that was that could have been been you know bad, <laughs> catastrophic. That's catastrophic. that's one of those things. Uh, like uh, since I've been in Thailand, I've like watched ceiling fans look like they're about to fall. Yeah. It's it's like one of those geological time things. You look at some. It's like the seventy Vietnam. You know War those arches kind of in thing, the yeah. You know those arches in the Nevada desert that you know sometime in the next 10 million years they're going to collapse yeah. Yeah. seeing the ceiling fans around Chiang Mai yeah. is a little bit like that you just never yeah. know exactly when yeah. well it's like some of those trees when you're going up the the road up to Doi Pui mm-hmm. there's a couple of places in the road where they have oh, yeah, gigantic sure. trees sure, sure. Right. that sure. are hanging over and you know they're coming down sure. you just don't want to be under them when they do no yeah. you know, so you say a little prayer yeah. whenever you go under them you should always say a little prayer to everything I once like drove a car and I saw a guy riding a motorbike and there was a snake and the snake was <laughs> was jumping to attack the motorbike and like you know I was well I, nobody sees my hand but it's like mm. you know uh, I was coming and he was coming from the other way and we saw the snake in the middle of the road and then as the <laughs> as this as this guy was near the snake the snake jumped like tried to jump on the motorbike it was weird that would freak most people out. Yeah, it freaked me out. I was in a car. And it freaked me. It freaked my snake out. <laughs> <laughs> snake went in hiding. <laughs> well, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, since we have a special guest, <laughs> Paul, do you have any special question? Well. Uh I I've been spending like the I had a busy week. I've been spending the weekend trying to think. I didn't come up with a lot to be honest. Uh because originally I I'd, I'd wanted to uh 
ask a midnight about his whole life. But, but, yeah. it, but it became clear that midnight didn't want to talk about his whole life, <laughs> which I understand. I don't want to talk about my life either. I want to hear. Well, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask anyway. If you feel, if you don't want you don't want to answer, just 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 skip it. Just like no comment. I'm uncomfortable. You motherfuckers, don't ask me this question. I'm from the clusterfuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> on the other hand, that gives me an that gives me a an excuse to be fucked up. <laughs> We were talking about someone the other night at, at Northgate, and I was saying, "Yeah, well, it's, it's a dysfunctional place." But anyway. Well, you gotta go through some of that in your life, right? I mean, to 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 learn what's uh, how to fix things. I don't know. You gotta be a little bit disrupted to to appreciate things, I guess. Mm. Especially at these times. What were you gonna ask though? Ah, uh, well, that's just well, jumped out of your head. Yeah, was just, I was gonna ask, and I couldn't help about the clusterfuck. It just sounds so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <sighs> well, um I uh one thing that was like been sticking in my head is because I noticed um you know, like you know when you get older I like I assume this is true for everybody like some from other other friends have told me it's true like that uh you start noticing just like small things that you don't remember noticing when you were when you were younger like um You know, when you're young, you, you you eat a bunch of stuff, you drink a bunch of stuff, you get sick, and it doesn't occur to you to connect things together. You just, oh, I don't feel very well. I wonder why that. I wonder why that is. But when you're older, you you think, ah, I should never have eaten that, or I shouldn't mm. have done this, or you kind of just put things together. You kind of put cause and effect together a little bit more. I I feel. Anyway, mm. one of the things that I noticed is, um. You know how, like in the the dude in the Big Lebowski, right. he's constantly he's constantly borrowing language from the TV or from other people. So he's like, he's uh, he's uh, you saying uh, he's using George Bush's words. You know, this aggression will not stand in reference to his, you know, carpet mm -hmm. theft, uh, this kind of thing, his rug theft. Uh, he's borrowing, you know, the sometimes you eat the bar. He's constantly borrowing language from Walter, and mm -hmm. he doesn't like so he. It's just kind of coming. Uh, I've noticed that, um, like more and more, I kind of see it when it when it happens. Like I, there was a just a, like a piece of language just flowed through me, and I realized, oh, that just came from that just came from a conversation I had or something someone said to me two days ago, and I've I've kind of applied it hmm. unconsciously. Just you know that to some in some like new place, I didn't realize I was doing it. I wasn't like remembering that thing. I wasn't remembering the conversation from yes from yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's just come, and then uh, like this is okay. So this is where I'm gonna you know do my usual like get get deep stuff. You know there is this like idea in Buddhism that mm, uh oh you know like the <laughs> the ri the arising of des desire right. So like you the arising of desire that once and a a desire is like a risen in you that's the that's the mm. problem because there's no getting rid of it then yeah there's no getting like for example why do you see it as a problem <laughs> oh is it is, oh, is it is it, a, is it a definition of a desire 
Uh, well, it's a problem in like um, for the person trying to practice the path of the ah, Buddha. I mean, it's like right. because they're trying to stop desire. They're trying to like notice the moment of desire arising, etc. This kind of thing. But anyway, I just give you you know a really prosaic example. Mm. Um, it sometimes happens to me that uh, I like it. I think it probably happens like mostly when you're tired and distracted. I don't know. Like so, I'll see something. Mm. I'll see something that I normally wouldn't eat, some shit, some food like from when I was a kid, right? Some candy bar from when I was a kid, and I haven't eaten this stuff maybe for f three, four years, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't eaten anything like that for years, right? But maybe because I'm tired, I'm not sure what it is. Something, ah, yeah, that would be cool. Maybe I'll just grab that, and then I stop myself mm. because because some part of my mind remembers you don't eat that shit anymore. It makes you feel terrible. Doesn't even taste very great. You liked it when you were a kid, but that's like normal. Kids mm. like sweet, shitty food. <laughs> uh, so you don't eat it. But mm. then there's something happens that works away. So right. like I've noticed that I, once, that, once that spark of desire has happened there, I want to eat that, uh, that Twix, that Kit Kat or whatever it is. Mm. I, but I've stopped myself because I've remembered, you haven't eaten anything like that for five years, for ten years. Why, would, why do you suddenly want that? You just That's something you used to eat when you were a kid. So I stopped myself. But then three days later something happens that desire is like wormed its way into my <laughs> longing center yes and so three or four days later i'll buy that fucking kit kat i couldn't stop it you know i could stop it in the moment but i couldn't stop it rummaging around in my brain doing damage infecting it's the virus you know right so you um, had oh <clears throat> you had self-discipline for a while right because see i don't have self-discipline <laughs> at all period <laughs> i would have gotten it just, three days then, three days before you I think, did i think i should have just done, that's what i think yeah. i think it's a, maybe a mistake because what did i achieve i didn't like achieve anything by it except to have like yeah i don't know what i achieved uh <laughs> but like t but if you noticed uh this kind of thing happened to you like you you okay you're just gonna you're just gonna go for it but does that make sense? This is what I'm talking about. Well, I'm a everything in moderation person when yeah. I'm not overdoing it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have never stopped myself, like I said. So, mm. yeah, I'm like you. I'm like you, midnight. I mean, I feel like I try everything in moderation. Now I, I'm lacking something, but I, I don't. Even though I have desire, but I don't. I don't. You know, go around and you know fuck a horse. <laughs> you know i just i just keep everything in moderation well, plus you i've been around longer than you guys so i think the older you get the more you can justify oh it's okay mm. um because you know it's not like it's gonna kill you mm. and then on the other hand even if it does mm. I've been here quite a while, so well, I don't want to be fatalistic about yeah, it. Right, but, right. but I've, I'm not very uh, good at self-discipline, as opposed to my wife. You know, she would go, she would just not even consider it. Mm. What, what were those like CIA experiments? You know, when they like they would, you know, dosing people with LSD unawares. There's this like it's got a whole name. American no ultra something. Uh, it's called something ultra. Uh, Mm. I, I I forget anyway, but you've heard of this, right? The, the CIA. Oh, yeah, works oh, for like, sure. Yeah. So, like, mm. and it's kind of been uh, there's a like a there's books written about it, the documentaries, all sorts of stuff. 
and a lot of it is written off that it, you know like if you, that it didn't really work but in actual fact like a lot of people lost their lives they, they got this guy they they had this guy he was a, a military serviceman now, now he was a family man by the way he wasn't a psychotic person but they the, basically the CIA ended up getting him to rape and murder a young girl he and he had a young daughter i mean he and he wasn't this kind of guy but they obviously like fucked up with his head that um i never heard of this story you, you never knew that the no. cia did this i knew that it's something bad all the time and i like this yeah 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 this is pretty fucked up really fucked up yeah really wow. fucked up what it was it was it was documented yeah it's all documented Fucking yeah. shit man yeah. There was one guy that, I mean, the part that I remember, this was, should have been back in the maybe early 70s or maybe late 60s, there was a guy, one of the more famous stories was a guy just jumping out of a window, mm -hmm. out of a high rise. Mm -hmm. And I had a really good friend back in the mid-70s who was from uh, Maryland. Right. And I think all of this happened in D.C. or something. Yeah, right. And I think he knew... Uh, someone that was related to this guy that uh, the CIA gave him a lot of acid and wow. and they, it went bad for him. They were running like a brothel, brothels, fake brothels, or like massage parlors or whatever. So they basically they would get the women to plant the LSD in their customers' drink or whatever. You know, somehow get them to take it. God damn. Uh, well, that was one part. That was one part of it. Anyway, yeah. Well, that was a lot of really. Um, a lot of bad research going on. Well, I guess it's still cool. <laughs> Maybe it was good research, but it was done in a bad way. I, can, I, I think there's know. a. I, I guess there's a lot of research still going on like that that we just don't know. It's called. Oh, it's yeah. like a black op kind of yeah, kind of sure. thing for sure. We know the thirty years old stuff, and that's that's how it, yeah. that's how it happens. That's yeah. how it comes out. God yeah. Shit. Well, look at what they were doing with the um, Tuskegee Institute. Mm. They were um, giving. I think they were prisoners. Yeah. Mm. Somewhere in the south, Alabama, Georgia or something, and they were uh giving them syphilis. Right. And then letting them go untreated because they wanted to see you know, they wanted to study that. Good and that Lord, yeah. that happened a lot. I mean, you know, so there's a lot of really Whoa. I don't know, there's a there's a really dark history well, probably of everywhere. <laughs> yeah. This has just turned a very <laughs> dark and interesting road here. We, we don't well, want to blame it all, all on the clusterfuck. <laughs> I mean, I'm man. sure it happens in a lot of places oh, other than... Shit. But it seems to have happened a lot there. All right. Okay, Mr. Well, that guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should jump someone. <laughs> Turn this car back into your desired light, please. Um, I told you you were going to regret having no, me. That's like, no, 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 no. Was, this is no. my fault. I brought, the, I brought this up. No, the, what, I, I find this fascinating. Well, yeah, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. don't be sorry about that, man. You don't want to be on the wrong end of it, but it is fascinating. <laughs> you never want to be wrong end of anything. <laughs> like, I've got a question for you, um, hmm. or, or anybody. Uh, like, do you feel, like, overall, that you've lived, uh, that you've, like, drifted through life, or that you've... Um, like pursued something in particular hmm. like have you been more of a drifter or more of a um what do you call a hunter of you know some okay. goal i think probably it would be defined by most people as a drifter but i've always pursued happiness mm. yeah I can and i didn't that. like i avoided 
the uh, Monday to Friday, eight to five jobs, right, yeah. and things like that. I always valued time off mm. because I think it was about happiness more than anything. So, right. so no, um, yeah, opposite. I mean, yeah, definitely. If you have to pick one or other, the drifter part. Mm. Yeah, me this, too. Hello. That's interesting that you say that because of, because you're pursuing happiness. Because a lot of people argue. I don't know if I totally agree with them. Like, uh, you know, uh, but a lot of people argue that you have to that drifting along will not be the road road to happiness. Because, um, hmm, you know what I mean. Because you you might not uh, find like anything fulfilling, etc. Along just drifting along. Um, hmm. Like for example, you know. This is like some something that me and LJ have talked about before. Like, what what is it? Can you can you choose happiness? Because I sometimes feel myself that um, hmm. a- everything that I am able to choose is not the thing that will ultimately make me happy, and that uh, it's often things that I'm forced reluctantly to do that make me happier. Hmm. Oddly, that's just oddly I mean, very odd. And you can't choose it. You can try for it, mm. but you can't choose it because it doesn't always work out. Right. But I mean, look at, we already talked about the Big Lebowski. Look at the dude. Yeah, right. You He's know, who could be drifter. more of a drifter than the dude? Right. But who's, happy, who's happier, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but he's at the mercy, though, of the tides, isn't he? Yeah. Like, so he's like, he's in hell one minute, heaven the next. He's well, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. Well, aren't we all in a way, though? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, you know. Eventually, someone is going to piss on your carpet or your, your rug. <laughs> I don't know about. I don't know why you can't be a yeah. drifter and be fulfilled. I mean, like as a drifter, I mean, would you call yourself like a drifter if you like like to go on a journey? Well, see, I don't mm. think it has to be one or the other. I mean, I think you don't have to be like overly ambitious to. Um, I think you to be the opposite of a drifter, I think right. you can yeah. find that middle ground Me too. and try to accomplish things. Yeah, I mean, you can't be that never explains what the big Lebowski and Walter and Donnie, what they even do. Right. Do any of them have jobs? So, I mean, you can't really try to go through life without a job at some point. So well, you have Walter to have has a van. Seems like he does something with that van. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but remember, he might have gotten the van from his wife, his ex-wife. That's true. That's, true. That's to get the poodle around, the dog. Yeah. Pomeranian. Okay, right. right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, actually, the... the People have um, like said that there are different paths, like my- mystics, you know, have said that there are different paths that represent each of these. So, so for example, like if you're mm. going to take a drifter's path, you that forces you to be very, um, what, what's, what's the word, equanimous. Uh, it forces you to be very accepting of what comes along. You have to, if, like if you're going to be a drifter and... Uh, you know, you um, don't have much money. You have to be somewhat accepting of that. Or if or if things take a turn and you have you're forced to leave your home, or you 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 know you fall into bad times, or wh- whatever it is, you basically have to be somewhat accepting of that because you're not trying to bend the world to your will, right? Right. So definitely. Uh, whereas if you um, like, so that's the that's the difficulty of the drifter, someone who's like pursuing a path they have a goal they like 
they're gonna they're gonna make it. They're, they're, then they're they're in a different kind of struggle, you know. Then mm-hmm. um, the struggle for them is more about how to get people to accommodate you. You know how to like uh, you're when you when you face something you when you face something that's against your yeah what you're pursuing you can't just accept it you have to find a way to break through it right that's well you got you can't be irresponsible about it that's why i think there's a middle ground right. mm. you know i have a lot of friends at home well clusterfuck home <laughs> that um you know they started businesses or whether they have a lot of kids and all that mm. and my wife and i both avoided all of that right. and we had jobs that gave us time off we chose not to have kids so freedom freedom uh, was uh mm. was important right because if you go too far in the other direction i don't think you ever become free right because you really do become obligated to the position that you put yourself in whether it's raising kids or if you started a business you can't just Mm. take off for a year right so um but on the other hand you have to have a certain amount of responsibility as a drifter Mm. yeah yeah so i mean you can't hitchhike around the world or catch freight trains like woody guthrie did you know i mean you have to uh there is some responsibility you do have to pay bills and stuff um so anyway well, I have a question. I mean, I mean, I'm curious about, you know, to, to answer more into what, what Paul uh, touched there about, like, a drifter, you know, can't find anything fulfilling. Uh, what, do you, have you found anything fulfilling in your search of uh, pursuit of happiness? Probably. Um, hmm. I'm pretty happy being here, and this is where I wound up. Is it fulfilling, though? fulfilling enough <laughs> I mean <laughs> I like that answer the, I like that answer yeah, wow yeah. I mean yeah I'd rather be as fulfilled as you but it's fulfilling enough <laughs> really <laughs> I don't know I feel like I'm like uh, well he's not a drifter is he he's definitely not no, a drifter no, what not really <laughs> no, 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 I don't no, know no, man no. I feel like I'm, can... I, I'm I'm like an, uh, half what half um, what what's that half what? full yeah, glass half full. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm a half glass full all the time. I don't. But you have a lot of irons in the fire all the time. It seems like. It seems like I kind of like if I have like a water coming in, I just throw it out. <laughs> I don't know. What that, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Are you emptying your glass? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not empty. <laughs> it's no, never you keep it half. empty. You want to keep it <laughs> yeah, half? We okay. well, see. That's the middle. That's the middle <laughs> that's that I'm talking about. Yeah, right yeah. on. <laughs> Does uh, I always felt like I was the glass? I don't know about the glass half full, half empty thing. Uh, I'm like generally quite optimistic, but I also I also feel I'm kind of like it, a, it is two different um, uh, men- mentality looking to it. Well, sure, right? Yeah. Half empty or half full, right? But uh, well, this like that's that's just one dichotomy though. I can like dismiss that whole <laughs> thing if I want to, because I've always felt that I was more like I was more like a, a bucket with a hole in the bottom. Ah, you know what I mean. That yeah. describes perfectly. I feel for you. that describes me really yeah, well. Really well, I actually. Pour stuff in, but it's always leaking. So, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> teach me some of that shit. <laughs> Go back to your question about: right. Do I feel fulfilled? Yeah. Um, 
Evidently not all the time, because my wife, Babs mm. Johnson. Okay. Babs Johnson. Babs Johnson. We need to get <laughs> we need to get into it how you get all these names. This is so interesting. Now, this is a story. If you've ever seen the movie Pink Flamingos, um, and hopefully not many people have. <laughs> I, I haven't. It's a John Waters film. <laughs> okay. And it was the one that really put him on the map. And it's but anyway, Babs Johnson is the main character in the movie, okay. mm-hmm. and uh, it just so happens that you know Midnight Johnson and Babs Johnson, uh, it's a, it, it's a match made in heaven. Oh, but anyway, uh, getting going back, um, there's been times in in the past where I just where I'm getting down on myself and I like feel like mm. I've totally wasted my life. Wow! Because I should have done more, and she's the one that that talks me out of that. Right. And she's the one that plays up the, um, yeah, but if you had done all that, you'd be stuck there. And yeah. kind of what I was talking about earlier, that you, you, there's a certain loss of freedom, I think, with, um, with achievement yeah. in some ways. Yeah. I don't mean if you're a musician. Yeah. You can, uh, right. there's some things where you, you don't necessarily have to do it. But I uh, think the avenues that I would have had, had to take would have probably involved losing some freedom so mm. no being a musician is not like <laughs> we we lose a lot of freedoms for sure i mean you gotta practice a lot you know you gotta there's so like in today's world there's so much more than just playing music if you want to make yeah, it yeah. a career it's really tiring but yeah you know if you love your what you do you don't really complain about it so right much. right right and that's probably what i was talking about that's anything right. i would have done yeah Uh, whatever that would have been, mm. uh, I probably wouldn't have loved it. Right. So I guess that's what I meant about the musicians. Thing. I know you you really love what you do, yeah, and that's do. probably uh, what I was talking about. Yeah, for sure, it's hard. I know it's got to be a lot of hard work. Mm. Fre- freedom's a big topic, though, because um, yeah. it depends what you're talking about. Like, a, one, a lot of people understand it in terms of you know, um, am I free to go where I want? buy what I want, get around like I want, live as I want, live in the place I live in the sort of place, you know, I, I want to go out, eat out, all of this kind of s- stuff. But then, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who uh, who have that that kind of freedom because they have the, the money for it, you know, but they, uh, and they don't have enough, they, they don't have responsibilities holding them away from that. But at the same time, Uh, I think, like for me, the more important freedom is like the freedom from the demands of your own self, mm. because there is because there are some people uh, who have this kind of freedom that I've just talked about, but they're possessed by so many demons, you know, such agitation, such restlessness of spirit that they're completely, you know, they don't they don't present themselves as people who have any freedom because they're. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like does that kind of like character ring a bell for you? Like that. That you know, there are some people that are, you, you know, you, you just sense the restlessness in them, and there's nothing that they can get. There's no way that they can go that helps with that. Um, mm. Are you talking about people that maybe are like super wealthy? Well, or not necessarily. Uh, not necess- like not necessarily, but I let me just think. Um, hmm. I, f- I feel like I see it more commonly in people that uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, have some money. They don't have to be super right, wealthy. Right, right, right. Yeah, they don't really know what they want. That's the problem. And when they get it, that's true, when they true, realize right. that's not what I want. Right, and that's what just make them 
like look for in other things and stuff like that you know it happens you know but i think people need to be like no need to work their way of like knowing how to know what they need more than what they want for sure well maybe you can give us some pointer for being, <laughs> for being through through many midnights <laughs> in your life <laughs> <laughs> you know what's 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 the trick here? People, you don't see this, but midnight is like it's not doesn't look like his age at all. And, you know he looks younger than me, that's for sure. You know the physique is way better. His body fat is less than me. <laughs> no, no, let's not, let's not start comparing because we know where this will end up. Yeah, and that would require a blood test anyway, so we're not going there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think uh, it just goes back to you just got to be happy with the situation you're in. Mm. And you're right. So many people How uh, achieve things, achieve goals, you know, that they think will get them there. And then they get there and they realize mm. they're not happy. I mean, you must have been through a lot of trauma in your life. Oh, I have. I and, have. But I'm not going to talk about uh, it. No, don't talk. I'm not talking about <laughs> the trauma, but I'm talking about like... Isn't that the kind of situation that really tests you, like how to be, you know, in the moments and how to, you know, get on, you know, like, I don't know. Like. Yeah, you just, I don't know, you just got to keep it simple, but you also have to do everything you can to avoid those stressful situations mm. because sometimes you can. I mean, sometimes it's a choice. Yeah. And then again, you have to be very flexible. <laughs> And very tolerant. Mm. Tolerant and flexible. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I think being flexible and tolerant is something that much needed in everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, do you feel like in general um, that the world is more free or less free than it was when you were, mm. let's, I don't know, say 30 years ago, when you were young? I think way less. Way less. Way less. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What's the cause of that, though? Well, anybody had a phone back then. Nobody, mm. you know, everybody can't live without a phone now. Right. Mm. And um, I don't know, life was a whole lot simpler. In fact, uh, we were talking about earlier the mm, podcast last night, and then they were talking about how they grew up. You know, um, I think Bill Maher is like five years younger than me, but how simple it was mm -hmm. for him growing up in New Jersey. Right. Uh. And uh, it was just so much simpler and happier, even though everybody had their own problems. There was no doubt about that. People had problems, mm. but it wasn't anything like the problems right. today. You don't have to worry about your 12-year-old kid watching porn. Right, and, and like and also nowadays, like for me still, it was, you know, I'm what 44. When I when I was, uh, you know, in my late teens or whatever, tw early 20s, I didn't have to worry about mm. who, the record of my life that would exist on Facebook or somewhere. Yeah, you know exactly. But I mean? now, now people, now people like they can't. Don't, I mean, hmm, like I'm in two minds about this. But you know, there's there's there ought to be some forgiveness of the things that people do as teenagers all around the world. It's mm. like, it's because, you know, anthropologists have discovered that basically in every culture, uh, young men especially, like a, a, a extremely risk-taking. And mm. they, do stup they do stupid things in, in all cultures. Of, um, they take extreme risks. Mm. Like, and it just seems like in, in the kind of world that we're building now, which records everything for the future, 
which has everything, you know, all of our data recorded and controlled by corporations and governments, etc. It just seems like there's um, something that can be held over our heads, held over people's heads, you know. It's uh, like you leave your <coughs> fingerprints with everything you do. Well, since yeah. we can leave something to everything, we should leave a good thing behind with it, I guess. Mm. You know. Well, it's not all negative. Yeah. I mean, but, the, yeah. but unfortunately, I don't know. It's this is the thing. I was thinking about this. I was talking to Ivo the other night uh, after our <laughs> fucking near-dead experience. And, uh, you know, right now I'm going through like a part of like trying to get this generation that we are bitching about to understand like the uh the work ethic of uh you know the old musicians and all this stuff of how they like you know if you were to uh, record or or you were to um practice or transcribe the solos or all these things that you hear back then it was vinyls right they, they didn't even have cds so you right. you bring cd uh, you bring vinyls and you slow it down and you get the pitch all wrong and shit but and you have to wait for like uh, <laughs> the artist coming to town and go to them and, and, and play the fucking solo for them to hear and let them check and I was kind of like in that gap between like the last frontier of like the tape you know the, the tape cassette and stuff but this generation doesn't like everything is on YouTube now or everything is on the internet you yeah. can find all the transcription or these things but I don't know if that makes it free Right? I mean, I don't know if that makes you become more, you have more freedom to study or not. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing anymore. Uh, it's a good thing for me because I understand, like, the value of it. Well, we were, um, we kind of all learned that um, freedom, knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is free. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's the purpose. So right? it was assumed that with like the internet and the free availability of like mm. massive amounts of knowledge that that would be pow power for the people I mean the early days of in internet right. seemed like that right. but we've seen the kind of dark side of, of it mm -hmm. which is that there's so much information that no human no single human mind can possibly process understand it digest yeah. it it's just right. undigestible for you know yeah. like it, now I kind of would like disagree with where you're going in the context of a musician in, in a sense because if you're like if you're using the whole of the internet let's say just to improve your musicianship skills mm. then i think you probably can do a pretty good job because if you're focused just on this one area of life this uh you know mm. your musicianship man there's a lot of information out there and you really could make good pretty good use of it uh i really think yeah um but in term in terms of like broader human life and understanding I think we're learning like that we're one we're overwhelmed by information two mm. the people who can control all, all that information are the ones that uh, control the systems the algorithms the you know the Facebook yeah. it, um, to the extent that they have any control at all because in many cases even the designers of these algorithms didn't really know what they were going to do until it's out there in the world you know mm. um, yeah so I yeah it's a it's a un, I've kind of split that question I mean what do you what do you you want to come back to me on the uh, the musicians point or I'm well I don't know what you're disagreeing on I'm, I'm asking question I'm not oh. sure oh, okay. I'm not sure if it's a good good or bad thing 
you know, because mm. the from what I see, anyway, from the new generation, they they tend to rely on the YouTube experience more than the real life experience of you know if you get a chance to to go play in front of people and learn or go to concert, real concert, mm. in instead of just like seeing YouTube's and like thinking that's the great sound qualities and all these things. You know, it's not. Oh, you know, I, I, in that case, I totally agree with you. I, I, but um, because there's some people who do think like that. I mean, yeah. okay, let's ask Steve. Here. You've seen a lot of concert, right? Yeah, a few. Do you like the concert more? Or do you like the YouTube more? <laughs> <laughs> concert. You see, there sure. will be kids like today yeah. that won't pay for concerts anymore. They're just like, oh, it will be on YouTube in a yeah. couple of months. Mm. Uh, uh, con- yeah. Concerts are way better. Yeah. But then again, I didn't grow up with YouTube. Yeah, me neither. I didn't grow up with a computer. So it may just depend on when you were born. Because mm. I guess I should understand more if if you're a teenager, maybe. Now it's not even the millennials, right? I mean, I'm considered a millennials. Yeah. I think you are. You are, yeah. 86? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not, we're, not, we're not the troublemakers anymore. <laughs> Soon to be. <laughs> and I'm know. a boomer and they're like really really bad no boomers get blamed now for screwing up the whole world so <laughs> <laughs> well it will be our turn soon that's right well, what about you always you? have what to blame you? you have to blame what about somebody you, Paul? I, uh, is there anything between the millennium and boomer or am I yeah yeah generation Gen X right X right I'm Gen X I'm like one I'm like a year or something out of being or a couple of years of being out of a millennial yeah just slightly yeah. too old yes Slightly too old. You look younger than me. It's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was slightly too old like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I have to say your heart is slightly older than, uh, younger than me, for sure. I feel like I'm older than you. Well, you're way more mature than me. Oh, God. I mean, that's the secret. <laughs> that's like, hey, get the coffin ready. <laughs> well, whether that's a good secret or a bad secret. <laughs> I just never, um, I'm mm. still trying to mature. <laughs> that's and that's <laughs> kind of like not having children, you know, that's, I that's, think, that's, helps that. That's an interesting point I'm going to keep. <laughs> uh, I, don't know about, I don't know about that. Like, uh, to mature, that's fucking an endless question. But because I, I, prefer, <laughs> I prefer the people who, uh, you know, like have that like, kind of misty, mischievous kid energy all the way through life but are also able to be serious when like necessary you know like uh yeah the i'm down with that but once again i think a lot of that has to do with uh not having children i noticed that a lot of people that i grew up with mm, that had that that's mischievous side to them as soon as they have kids it's over right like they can't be that way anymore. Not every one of them, but mm. most of them. Well, most of them. Uh, my dad is pretty like young at heart, and he's yeah. had lots of kids. So yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. There possible. are exceptions. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah. Also, though, I think like this question of maturity. Um, like you may not think you're mature, but I would say that you're quite mature. <laughs> Thank in, you. in this in this sense. Thank you. Like in this sense. Yeah. Okay. Like a mature person is someone who unders like who. Ju- tries to judge and gauge their effect on other people around them and you know be sensitive sympathetic to people you you do all of this you know there mm. there, are, there might be like people out there who 
you know, who seem serious have, have done a lot, but when they walk in a room, they kind of like barge in, they mm. awe the people around, they, you know, mm. their money speaks for them, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's, that. whatever else they're doing, that's an immature person for me. Yeah. Well, part of, stupid part suck. of that for me is fear of being an asshole. Right. You know, I, I oh, you I'm fear of being an asshole. Fear of being an asshole. Wow. You know, so maybe I worry too much about what other people think. I think that's but called considerate. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> that's a good. That's a positive fear. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Right. To, to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> fear, I mean, fear is necessary, right? That, that's one of the necessary fears. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's yeah. I think that's why I, I'm I'm able to talk to you because. You know, we we're not really an asshole, and you know, you're less of an asshole than me for sure. <laughs> uh, um, having just accused you of being mature, Midnight Johnson is—I don't know if that's like—it's definitely adult. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like it. Well, I tell you, I like that shit. I did not. I didn't get to choose it. Oh, okay, that, there's enough. a formula. Fair it's enough. A form- there's a formula. <laughs> okay, there it is. I got you. I got you. Okay. You, you guys know the formula. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you yeah, told yeah, me yeah, yeah. You told me. Y'all have porn names too. Yeah, true. I, I just don't know how good they are. Right. Yeah, I can't say in Thai. People would kill me. Damn <laughs> it! If I were in America, yeah, probably. <laughs> But I think one of the guys, when I first heard the formula, right. and you guys right. know what it is, he said, oh, I would have a horrible porn name because my first pet was named Twinkles. <laughs> so that might not have been a cool... <laughs> well, well, maybe people at home doesn't know the formula. Maybe you can yeah. educate them a little okay. bit. The formula is your first name is the name of your first pet. Okay. And then your second name would be the, your mother's maiden name. <laughs> So, right. So I wound up with an, an okay one, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, my I I believe that that would make. What is I, yeah? What is yours, Paul? Well, Thai people don't have a, a maiden names. I I like I, unless I'm misremembering my first pet, but my family my oh. family's first pet that I can remember would be like a dog called Piper. So I would be I would be Piper Johnson, <laughs> wow. which is not bad. Not, not bad. Not, not bad, bad at all. Not pretty good. What pretty are maiden good. names mean? Like your mother's. Uh, Last name? Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. she got yeah, changed, yeah, it when right, she got right. married. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so too Pipe, long. Piper <laughs> Johnson. That's that's even better than midnight. My <laughs> last name is too long to be a poor name. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, can you like translate it into English? No. no, no way, huh? no way. It's just too long. It's too really long. Well, yeah. I mean, type type people's names. They're uh, well. I, it depends. I mean, it depends. But they, you know, they are like more meaningful because they're like they're more meaningful. You know, than uh, than <laughs> more meaningful. No, they are. They're more meaningful. We, they have. Yeah, they're a lot of yeah. Yeah, yeah. they've got more meaning. They have than Sanskrit, yeah. like you know, m like combine things to make it sound like or it's like descriptive it could be like american indians you know yeah, sitting bowl yeah, and yeah yeah but yeah but that's the meaning of of what we would write it's just like yeah. very very uh buddhist old language uh ver- merge into thai you know yeah mm. i don't even understand my fucking last name it just doesn't make sense Chumpu wong yeah, well, actually, there's Wong Chumpu. It's a really big, uh, big uh, last name. 
mm-hmm. but because my grandfather, like my my Thai grandfather, didn't like his uh, brothers and you know his family, so he changed oh. <laughs> changed his last name <laughs> to Chong Pu Wong. Okay, and when he went to the reunion. The siblings asked him, "Why you change your name? Because I don't like you, motherfuckers." Interesting. Who could argue with that? But he still went to the reunion. That's weird. Why? Why lie when the truth yeah, hurts? Yeah, right? yeah. So maybe I, I got that a little bit from you know my Thai grandfathers. <laughs> Honesty. Well, are there a whole lot of? And I don't know, but I'm assuming. There's a lot of different Thai last names. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, unlike say South Korea. Ah, uh, right. I mean, South right. Korea. There's so many uh, Parks, right, and Lee, and I only know this yeah. from right from golfers, Korean golfers. But they all seem <laughs> to be either last names or Park and Lee, and there's like a ton of them. Yeah, so, Thai, but Thai I last names. Well, Thai last names are um, like r- relatively recent invention. Um, like uh, 150, 100 and something years. They weren't all in Rama five. It right. was they, well, in Rama five, uh, he gave like he will you know, g- like give his a uh, present to to some of the royalties, and that becomes like right. you know, uh, spread out. Then you know, after they free the slaves, they the slaves when you know, the freed slave when to have their own. Their own thing, right? Yeah. Um, But before now, just just one one quick one on this uh, this like uh, freedom privacy thing. Um, Like I've seen this uh, argument come up recently that um, you know because we we're losing our privacy, right? Because of Mm -hmm. because of uh, the phones and and uh, like cameras everywhere and face recognition, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So some people have argued have been arguing well. Uh, maybe it's not. A, maybe it's not that strange or that bad because, in actual mm. fact, if you look at um, like ancient human societies, there wasn't s- there wasn't uh, such a thing as privacy either. But it was so. Like for example, you know, they, you know, we used to live in groups of smaller groups, like less than 150 for most of the existence of you know human evolution. Let's just say, or, or you know, modern humans. Mm. And um, if you talk to like people who, like, I saw that there was. Um, I've forgotten his name, but the, um, you know, the, out, the outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. Great film, right? Mm, yeah. So the Indian actor, right, American Indian actor, he, uh, who I thought he was like so fantastic in that film. But he, anyway, he was a sort of uh, Indian activist and uh, he wasn't... I know who you're talking about. Like, I don't know his name. I, I saw the speech he made once. It was a beautiful speech. And he was just saying when he grew up, he grew up in, uh, you know, this communal living and everybody knew each other. There was no, and, and people from sort of traditional societies all say this, you know, they, they grew up, there's no such thing as a secret from the group. Mm. You can't. You're living right. among each other. Everybody knows everybody else. Mm. However, that's like, there's a serious flaw in this argument, if it is one, uh, an argument, because. That's like, lack of, that's everybody knows each other's secrets, etc. In a small group, but you all also know each other. You know, you can, you have connection, genuine connection. You understand each other. You have like proper human relations. Nowadays, the things, the systems, or organizations that know everything about us are corporations, are governments, right? So it's we we have like what I would call intrusion without connection. So we have like no connection. 
with the people who know everything about us, mm. the corporations who buy our data, shift it around, sell mm. it, exchange it, right. send it on to governments, etc., and the governments themselves. We have no connection. Very little trust as well. Like, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, re- really? None. Yeah. <laughs> like, no trust. Exactly. No trust. So that's where, that's where our privacy is going. It wouldn't be so bad if our privacy was lost. Um, you know, because, like, okay, mm. there's this period of history, like, let's say between, it might be only like 100 years long, you know, like late 19th century, or like, you know, 19th century or something like that, up until, in the West at least, up until, you know, uh, let's say maybe 30 years ago, where people were kind of living as smaller family units, less connected from less connected from the bigger family or from sort of like a tribal group. And then there's been... So your generation, when you were young, had probably the greatest amount of freedom ever enjoyed on, in, in some sense, in some sense, yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Like true. in this yeah. sense, people... A lot of freedom. And l- unless you... That's in, that's in some countries. And if you were living in... Uh, you know, like uh, Soviet Eastern Europe, then you had organizations like the Stasi monitoring you. But even the Stasi, with all of their thousands of agents, couldn't get as much information about you as Facebook can. Right. Because it was just too difficult, impossible to get. You know? So, yeah, we're we're moving into a time where privacy is ending, but all of the knowledge about us is being funneled into... These, you know, massive aggregators. The only thing that doesn't keep me, you know, I mean, I'm not bothered by that unless you're so important. You know, you're still anonymous. They've got your information, and I'd rather them not have all my information in the ways that they get it now. Right. But I still would take that over living in a 150-person commune. Right, <laughs> where everybody knows everything oh, yeah. about you. Okay, at yeah, least yeah. You're right. These giant corporations know everything about me, but not necessarily my neighbor. Right, you know, I would. Re- and as long as I'm not important to these, you know, I mean, I guess if you were um, a dissident in uh, China, you, well, you you might not want everybody to know this stuff. But um, well, I, that, you know. that's just the thing. Like now, we all kind of. We, I, I do. I don't know. I'm assuming that we all like self-censor, or, or like a lot, especially mm-hmm. maybe not among friends, uh, like a, not not among close friends. But we self-censor, self-censor online because, uh, well, there's all, all sorts of reasons. But if you're living in somewhere like China, then you seriously self-censor because mm-hmm. if you're living in China to just mention the Dalai Lama, for example, right. or something yeah. or other. Or let's say you were live in, living in China right now and you said like free Hong Kong. You'd, yeah. be, you'd be hauled off to the police station exactly. possibly, you know, yeah, right. pretty sure. quickly. Sure. Um, yes. So, right, that part is horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, there's some other stuff going on now for us. So, so for like in the West, it's different. Your, your information is not, um, you know, you're not likely to get hauled off to the police station. But, for example, uh, I, d- I just learned that... Um, some of the companies that own these uh, genealogy.com and the well, you know the, these ancestry yeah, lookup things right. they're owned by like they have these connections to big pharma so it's mm. potential now that at some point in the future some giant corporation pharmaceutical corporation or whatever could literally sort of own a solution to your impending death from some cancer mm. and because they they 
You know what I mean? They they could own because they have your genome. They have your genome. Let's just say you've given yeah. it to them of your own free will. Right. Mm. Twenty years before, and they've said, "Well, we have a custom solution for you." Or not? It, it could come down to your wealth or whatever. Whether you get to live or die, I, 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 there's all sorts of like slightly un, somewhat unforeseeable uh, things that could happen mm. just by the fact that we're like, giving so much information away about ourselves. And that's why you can't trust them, but there's really not a whole lot you can do about it either. Mm. Yeah. Unless you go completely off the grid. Right. So what's the point here? Move to the mountaintop. <laughs> <laughs> Build a campfire. And let fire be your greatest technology. I mean, I mean, like people are debating on these stuff that I don't understand. What can we do to stop it? Unless you just like get off the grid and yeah. probably, like you said, you know, midnight if we just go. I don't know, mm. but I, I think if you even you move to the mountain, no, no, no. they're gonna find you anyway. No, no, no. Okay, so what can you do to stop it? Like, uh, so there are some efforts underway. They're mostly like legal efforts. So now there's in several countries uh, around the world. Legal efforts to try and define the ownership of the data it makes a difference. Ah, so, so, for example, right. uh, you know, the, all of these corporations could have all of this data, but if it's legally enshrined, if it's enshrined in law that we own it, yeah, that's different. That's a, that makes a big difference in the end because then they need our permission to use that's it, true. and if they use it without our permission, then we can, you know, take legal action against them and this true. kind of stuff. So that's the pro the problem is that. Um, Technology is like speeding up and speeding up, and governments, which work in sort of committees and mm. like parliaments, right. it's yeah. all fucking slow. Can't keep up. So I could see that mm. really it just might get impossible to keep up. But I think the legal, like the legal yeah. fight about who owns that data, is a re is really important. I thought like there would be uh, you know laws that protect us from that in the beginning. Like right now, like when you go to website, you have to. They have to ask you the permission to save cookies into right. your, um, you know, networks uh, browser. Well, that's the GDPR. That's the European thing. That um, you might see that in websites in Thailand, but I don't think that you're protected in Thailand. No, no. That's you. You're not part of the European Union. That's a that's a European Union law. There's no. Mm. What What does that have to do with Thailand? Thailand hasn't signed up to that. Yeah. Still. They do receive my data in, in Europe. Uh, yeah. If I say okay. Well, and, and also the U.S. doesn't. That doesn't apply. I, I don't know. There's it maybe does. other laws in the U.S. How does that apply? I you don't know, trust. There's a, there's a global court. You know. I know. I know. I know. But um, like world court. Mm. So I think this might imply like. I don't know. China mm. definitely not in it. No. <laughs> But actually, Thailand, you'd be surprised at like some of the laws here are are kind of like an ally kind of thing, mm -hmm. like especially like the copyright stuff. I, I asked before. Right. I mean, if it's protected in, in America, it's protect, protected in the allies that we are we have signed treaty with. So, UK, America, you know, all the copyright infringement uh, are part of the um, yeah part of that allies that we are part of yeah. Mm. So, but all of those things still involve a lot of trust. Yeah, I mean, there's no I mean, trust. laws involve trust. There's no trust here. Like, that, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's any trust anywhere. Well, what are you it just about? depends. I, I mean, well, 
I'm not talking about little, little uh, unimportant people. I'm talking about well, if the uh, shit hits the fan and it's really big. <laughs> True that. You True know. that. I feel like I need to get in, into another question. Are we, are we done with this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's move on. <laughs> it's still interesting, though. It's still interesting. So, but I have a question for you, Midnight. I mean, how do you get it up? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's kind of vague. Can you be, can you be a little a little more specific? <laughs> what is your like? What what would you give like uh, pointers to to guys to take care of your body into your age? Exercise. Mm. I think that's the biggest the biggest key, and then. All the bad things that you do, like drink or if you smoke, if you dabble in other things, you got to keep that in moderation. Have you, I'm, okay, you don't have to answer this, but have you ever taken Viagra? Yeah. Does it work? It can. <laughs> <laughs> kind of depends on who you're taking it for. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if it was Norman Mailer that said this. I read this a long time ago when Viagra first came out. In fact, I can tell you a story about the first time I took Viagra. It was a neighbor of mine that got a prescription. He was an older guy, and and he was uh, hey, well, he was going on and on about. It. He says, "Man, you got to try this." Anyway, I'm not going to go there. But back to Norman. I think it was Norman Mailer that wrote about also when um, there might have been Studs Circle or something like that, but. Um, talking about Viagra, and he, he says, yeah, you can take that. Uh, he's talking about like a 70-year couple, both married couple in their 70s. He says, yeah, you can take that blue pill, and uh, then you look over at your, your 70-year-old wife. Oh, God, <laughs> he said, you know, it kind of, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, so man. I think it just depends on... Um, Depends on who you, you want it for and <laughs> and how spent you are. Because <laughs> I knew, I knew young young people. Yeah. Uh, like when I was in my forties, yeah. I knew I knew guys in their twenties that were buying it on the street. Really? You could, I mean, if you if you had a prescription for it, you could sell it on the street. Damn. Because and I asked them one time, said, "Why do you, of all people, you're in your twenties?" Yeah. Why, you know, why do you want Viagra? And pretty much the answer was, you know, when, uh, you know, youth can take you so far. And then mm. there comes a time when uh, when the chemicals need or kick in. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, that really puzzled me because I always thought it was like a, an old person thing. But yeah, it puzzled me too, actually. You've never taken it? Me? Out of curiosity. Never. I'm, I'm not challenging you for never, reality. Never, never. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm too hard. I need, <laughs> I, I, need, I, need, I need a pill that is D-Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how Paul just like changes. Yeah. I wish people at home could see this shit. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'll put like a, a paper bag like over your head midnight, so you yeah, so you be well, okay. Well, I know some things that will de Viagra you, but they're not legal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are certain yeah. things that I, were I like it popular. organic. I like yeah. it organic. There were things that were popular, you know, back in the uh, <laughs> in the day, and no matter how much you wanted to have sex, you couldn't because they that's were just, sad. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't need that do shit for. Well, I didn't like it anyway. Is that for Bill Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't one of the one of the things that I liked anyway. 
but uh, <laughs> it was a cock block for sure. It sounds like it. I mean, don't we have enough cock blockers in our <laughs> <Right>. lives? No <laughs> doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Oh man, it was the kind of thing that kept you from going to sleep and all. Right. So, can you be be more a little bit specific, uh, specific about which part are you from? Of what? Uh, from the cost of fuck. I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious. Yeah. 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 I'm from the French part. Ah, you see, because I'm curious about the cuisine there. You know, I don't think you can find that much of a uh, like. Would you call it like a Cajun cuisine in that part? Yeah, that would come. Yeah. I don't. I, you can't really find that here in Thailand. No, there's supposed to be a restaurant, and I've never been to it, and I've known about it for years. Okay. Called a, I don't, shouldn't be promoting this place because I've never been there. Okay. And I'm not promoting it. But anyway, there's a, a restaurant right on the moat, right okay. outside the moat. Okay. That um, serves gumbo and right. things like say, that. Say they serve gumbo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think the guy's from Alabama. And that's okay. not to say you can't be from anywhere uh-huh. and know how to make a good right. gumbo. But, right. um, and I do have a friend that has eaten there from Okay. From where I'm from. Well, yeah, from where you're from. <laughs> and he said it was very, very good, but it tasted a little watered down. So, uh, but you can get gumbo in Chiang Mai. Okay. But that's what you're saying. You could probably get it. Yeah. But it may not be um, as yeah as as good as what it can be. Right, because they don't have old spice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there are, there are spices you can get over there that are. <laughs> Uh, that are important, right? I hear you. Well, maybe we can save that for another time when we get more into the cuisine with Midnight Johnson. I just love saying this name. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we uh, there's no uh, limit. You, you know, your questions are. I ca- I keep getting us tied into these ridiculous. Uh, it's not ridiculous. I think topics, but I think you, it's great. You, you know, you go ahead, ask some more. Um, <laughs> Mine, di- my question. Dick and food, food and dick questions <laughs> seems to be there. Well, I love it. I love that shit. I mean, when you balance, right? I mean, midnight. Yeah. I mean, he balancing out like all these things. Otherwise, yeah. people would get bored of me. You know, trying to stick a finger in the ass all the time. It just doesn't. <laughs> 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 That'll yeah. get your attention. Mm. <laughs> yep, some 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 sort of <laughs> attention for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. So how long have you been in Chiang Mai, though? Almost seven years. Wow. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> wow. Wow. I man. wish it wouldn't have taken me so long to get here, but anyway. Wow, man. You're basically a local. I hope so. Man, that's great. Not if, not if you try to speak Thai with me. But, <laughs> but anyway. I don't know, man. I mean... It's home now, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely that. home. I have no plans on ever leaving, mm-hmm. so I really hope they never make me leave. Because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. A lot of people kind of uh, spend a couple of years in Chiang Mai saying... Mm-hmm. Uh, things like yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not living here. I'm just, uh, you know, spending some time here. And usually, like some people mm. might have decided to move here, but uh, I've met a lot more people who kind of spend a couple of years telling everybody that they're not living here, and then mm. in, somewhere around the fourth year, they kind of, they kind of own up to it and say, yeah, I, I'm living here now. Yeah, it's, it's nice. 
I kind of knew I was living here the first week. Uh-huh. The first week I came. Mm. It just felt so right. Right. And other people feel that, obviously, because I've run into other people that... And there's a few magical places in the world like this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's certainly not the only one, mm. but it's one of them. Yeah. That just has a certain feel about it. Man. And um, I haven't felt it too many places, but this is certainly one of them and it's the one that i chose to be in mm-hmm. and i've been to other countries around you yeah, know and sure. uh, i don't get i mean uh, i like neighboring countries here i love vietnam yeah but uh but i don't get the feeling mm. that i get here yeah so well for me being a Chiang Mai born and, and, a, and a little bit raised i mean that that means a lot to me coming from you i mean i feel like you know me growing up in a Actually, back then, Chiang Mai has a lot of volunteers that are from, uh, you know, the states and the UK yeah. and all those stuff. I mean, they, they are. I think Chiang Mai already opened a lot more towards the uh, foreigners more than Bangkok back in the days. Really? I mean, yeah, like the missionary would come, but they all always got sent to Chiang Mai. <laughs> It's like get to the port. Okay, next boat <laughs> up the stream. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you almost say that like that's in the past. Do you feel yeah. it still? I think it still is. I yeah. mean, I feel like I moved back here like four years ago, and I now I get I get to see you, you know, get to know you, and I feel like uh, that's the beautiful thing about Chiang Mai is like there's a lot of good uh, foreigners, expat, if, if um, you know, if you want to call it that. I mean, that's just been contributing to the communities. You know, like I feel I feel very inspired by that actually i don't see a lot of that in in other places though in america there's a huge a lot of like immigrants community that would like to contribute to the community there but sometimes you know that's why there's a lot of you know things going on there that doesn't really kind of support that that kind of movement well that's another thing i love about uh chiang mai Mm. Uh, the obvious thing is Thai culture. I right, mean, that's right. that's just irresistible. But the other thing that's really surprising, or I wasn't expecting, is one of these places that attract um, Westerners, mm. and not just Westerners, but Japan and all that too. But I noticed a lot of um, Western people here, Western friends that I've made, that um, are, are like-minded. Mm. You know, they're mm. uh, they tend to be progressive and tolerant and mm. which where i come from mm. there's not a lot of that right. and it's mm-hmm. probably because i'm from a really conservative part of the clusterfuck <laughs> right so you don't have a lot of tolerance mm. for people that don't agree with you right. but there's right. a whole lot of it here and i think it's already built into thai culture mm. but there's a lot of it here in the westerners that i find right. mm-hmm. i don't run into a lot of western assholes here Mm. Although they might You're have lucky. a lot. Yeah, well. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. So maybe I'm, uh, I'm going to the right places. I don't you, talk, know. You, you touch a nerve there, like about progression. And I feel like in Chiang Mai, there's a lot of progression because we, we are kind of like an open city. Yeah. That, that brings in a lot of foreigners and a lot of different culture, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, uh, you know, the British... Uh, and the uh, Commonwealth. 
Mm. <laughs> and there's like, uh, yeah, and there's <clears throat> people that choose to live here from all those all those different places. You mm. know, like uh, more and more. Well, K- Korea has more and more Koreans like uh, mm. choosing to live here, right. uh, whether full time or part time, yeah, and uh, so some many Japanese yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. How how uh, important is the music scene mm. here for you right. living here? That was also a huge, mm. huge surprise. I did my research on the internet before my wife and I came. Mm. We had never, I'd never heard of Chiang Mai. Right. We had been to Bangkok in 1999 for mm. like a week. Mm. And that was our whole experience with Thailand. Wow. But we knew um, that when we were going to retire, we always knew we wanted to leave. Mm. We wanted to get out of the States. Right. Um, so we started doing a, probably about a year before we knew we were leaving right. to at least check out somewhere because we didn't know for sure where we thought about ecuador and you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since we had come to thailand thailand was always at the top of the list mm. not because we went to bangkok because of someone we met in bangkok mm. and developed a friendship with who who was thai right and um so i started doing research about a year before we knew we were going to leave mm. and uh just places to go in Thailand and Chiang Mai. This place called Chiang Mai kept popping up. You know, mm. the Rose of the North and <laughs> the uh, the Cultural Center. Yeah. And to me, anytime a place is described as the Cultural Center of a mm. country, mm. that's a really good good thing. Yeah. So we came here, but coming from a really really big music scene where I was from, I really did not expect. The, the quality and the quantity mm. of really talented musicians in this place. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. I, mm. It's such a plus. Mm. I mean, I would have probably stayed if the music scene was like in Da Nang, which is like nothing, <laughs> or just a bunch of people doing covers. Right. 70s covers, you know. I, I would have stayed even if it would have been like that, mm. but it's just so amazing. Mm. Mm. And it just seems to get better too. I mean, and maybe I'm get, maybe I'm learning more about it, <laughs> but it seems to be getting better. And it all started at Mojo, mm. Mojo on the River. Oh, okay, that's where I met. That, that was your first experience of my music. first. Ex- wow. No, I, no, I had been to Northgate. Okay, okay, okay but I was really a stranger mm. at Northgate. I didn't know anybody. Mm. Um, I didn't really know the bands I was listening to. Yeah. But then uh, I went to Mojo, and I read in City Life, mm-hmm. an issue of City Life, that someone was playing at uh, Mojo. In fact, yeah. it was the Itchy Band. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, an all-girl punk yeah, band, yeah, and that yeah. sounded interesting. Yeah. So I went to Mojo one night, and Kate and Paul and Ake mm. and uh, Earth, mm. they were all, and then a the doggy band, Backing up Rasmi mm-hmm. on a Saturday night. I didn't know who any of those people were. Mm-hmm. And I met Keith. Keith was the very first musician friend mm-hmm. that I made. Wow. And then after that, I met Ake and then, and then everybody else. And then mm-hmm. through that night, you made I made, the made right one sure. most of my really, really good friends in Chiang Mai. Yeah. You made the right one with the first one being Keith. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, what man. can I say about him? Yeah. yeah. Your friend with Keith, your friend with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. But yeah, that was the that was when um, 
when my eyes and my ears opened up to the music scene because I got a different feeling mm-hmm. going to Mojo that I didn't get just from the couple of times I'd been to Northgate. Yes, yeah, I mean, I was going to, I always loved music and going to see music, live music, but it wasn't until I went to Mojo mm-hmm. that um, things really got good for me. Just, the, I wasn't meeting anybody at Northgate. Right, right. Yeah. But I was meeting people at Mojo. The people are amazing. Yeah, people and do remain go there to this day. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun to be there. Yeah, man. I mean, these kind of things, when I'm when I hear from you, it just really kind of like keep inspiring me to keep, you know. Oh, please. It's kind of like, it kind of like make me more confident in like the decision I made in my life of moving back to Chiang Mai and being able to like, you know, getting in touch with, you know, people from outside of Thailand in a sense of like creating a community here, and you know, you appreciating the uh, the communities and just like, you know, helping support. You know, that's that's great, man. Well, that's another reason I would never go back mm-hmm. where I came from because um, the relationships here are just so yeah, much more authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Well, once again, it might have everything to do with uh, with non-music hmm. you know influences hmm. but anyway hmm. things could change C- coming from uh, like a place that's so famous for music do, is there anything that you think uh, like do you s- see anything in the future Chiang Mai or do you see like hmm. anything that Chiang Mai could add to uh, you know step it up even uh, even more yeah yeah more clubs more clubs yeah more, more, clubs. more venues more venues more right. venues I think because it seems like there's really, um, and maybe I don't know of some, right? But um, it mm-hmm. would be nice if there were like more Taipei East and more North Gates, and even um, mm-hmm. you know Seeker Cafe, mm-hmm. more festivals as well, or not necessarily. No, I'm I'm okay with that too. I love festivals. Mm-hmm. I think That's that would be great. But yeah. the problem is um, with the festivals. The weather's got to be cooperating too. Yeah, I think. definitely, definitely. Mm. And there's such a um, there's such a small window of when it's not really, really hot, right. or not uh, really, really smoky. There's like a three month window <laughs> exactly. for festivals in Chiang Mai, isn't it? Right, yeah, something mm. right. Yeah, or, or less even. Yeah, yeah. three months. <sighs> that's 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 interesting. But to me, more more clubs, mm. just mm. more clubs. And I think there are a lot of them. Um, that I haven't been to, but it may not be who I want to hear. Yeah, it's not the same. I mean, there are some other ones that are very well known that I don't. They don't appeal to me. You know, Chiang Mai has a lot of clubs. Well, well, like for me, there's a distinct difference between like a club where music is first and like drinking and selling drinks is yeah, second, and yeah, vice yeah, right. versa. You know, you can tell. Right. You, yeah. you, can, right. you can tell when you're in a place. Like yeah. there's music yeah. everywhere in Chiang Mai. Right. But you, you walk into some places, you know, the business is first, and the music yeah. is like just to support. Sure. Sure, you know, that's the difference. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, talking about that, actually, I was on his Instagram and a, a friend posted a video that um, was in a, a bar, like, like really local bar, but they were playing chop suey, like the band was playing chop suey. You know, you ever heard that song? Chop suey. I think I have. Is that yeah. on the piano? No. I'm thinking of chopsticks. No, no. Chop okay. suey. Chop suey is like I think it's oh, a yeah. is a song by System of Down. Mm. I think it was a System of Down. They, yeah. Were they doing a good job? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It was well, where really is cool. this? I didn't see the name of the. Uh, but it's it's 
I, I think it's this one near near the the Maya Mall. The East, the East Bar? Yeah, East Bar. East, East Bar, bar. Right. Yeah, 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 that one. Okay. I can't believe they play it. It was like, whoa. It was weird. Yeah, they did pretty well. And people were jumping to it. There, I mean, there is a... So people are trying to open new venues. So, for example, The Edge just reopened. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I've heard of it. I've never been there. It's, it's like it's now... Where is it? It's near... Um, okay, so from the corner of the moat, the... Uh, uh, north east corner of the moat you head towards JJ Market so that corner Sripum okay. corner you head towards JJ Market and the first uh, intersection with the lights that you come to it's just like next to that football field you know they've got that um, s- small fo- they've got a zone of bars and like a football field it's in there mm. so oh, it's really? basically just at that junction so ah. and what kind of music are they I featuring I, I don't 100% know yet um but you know, but he's trying to put on a full different, yeah, full spread of stuff. Kind of so. like Taipei East, I, I, or I'm not a yeah. hundred. Like it, it'll be different from that. I would mm-hmm. imagine maybe like slightly sure. more towards, maybe more, more punk, more electronic, more different stuff. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's an it's a venue to add the Chiang Mai. You know, the return of a venue, so that's great. Well, um, I I would go if there's like punk. I love punk. <laughs> There's there's punk in Thailand. It's just yeah. they can uh, it's really watched by the government. Why? Yeah, it's just like it's they're full on. Like when when you like, like I think last year there was like this punk band got arrested. You know, well because like of the band. lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were playing a protest. Uh, they were doing it as a protest anyway. Well, I guess I. It's you punk. Can, and I don't know this. You it's might punk. have been too young, but. You know, when the Sex Pistols said, God Save the Queen, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that was pretty radical. Yeah. yeah so that I that shit then I can, can happen here, if for they, sure. Well, I'm saying, right, if, if they're anything like that, I could no, see where the no. government would, would, like, silence them. Yeah, sure. I think they are silent. I think yeah. they're gone. <laughs> I don't know what they are now. <laughs> I don't hear anything from them, so. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, that's, I guess that's what made it punk. Yeah, along so. with the speed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's aggression. Yeah, for sure. We need some aggression sometimes to keep things. You know, well, forward. I mean, it has a lot to do. It's a reflection of um, mm. what's going on behind you. Mm. I mean, I know when the when the punk music got really popular yeah. in uh, in the UK, things weren't so great economically, right? I mean, it was like the seventies, right? And that mm. was really a, a depressed time in the States, too, economically. Mm. The Jimmy Carter years. So, I mean, b- b- the economy wasn't booming. Mm. And uh, let's face it, when the economy's not booming, not everybody's as happy as what they like to be. That's yeah. what's going on here in Thailand now. But I think it's what's going on everywhere in the world with the COVID thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we, I think we have to try to hold on together, you know. It's just like, otherwise we won't get through this. Well, I get the sense that one p- reason that Asian countries have dealt with it, it uh, seemingly, okay, mm. I don't know if the figures are accurate or not, mm. whether they're underreported or, or exaggerated. I mean, the problem in the States is the conspiracy theorists that don't believe in it, that right. think it's a hoax. Yeah. 
think that it's over-reported, or I mean over-exaggerated, over and people are dying in a car wreck and they write COVID on the yeah. death certificate. And then on the other hand, maybe countries are under-reporting it, or at least you could think that, yeah, right. because Vietnam hasn't recorded a single death right. from COVID. So, But irregardless... It seems like I think I think the reason Asian countries are faring much better is there is a sense of community, mm. and they don't want to spread it. They will wear their masks because they don't want to spread it. Right. And you got these knuckleheads in the clusterfuck mm. where uh-huh. it's strictly a political thing mm. that if you wear a mask, well, then you're showing who you're going to vote for wow. or who you're not going to vote for. And Damn. it's crazy. It's totally crazy. Right. And the cases are con- constantly... I can't believe how America becomes so symbolized like that. I know. It's so weird. That, yeah. I think like the meaning of politics has become corrupted. I saw someone the other day saying that, you know, like, uh, be- because, um, you know, if you look back to uh, activists of the past, um, civil rights activists, activists or whatever, you know, Toni, Toni Morrison, the writer, she said, well, you know, everything's political when, when understood properly, analyzed. Everything has a political aspect. But when people today, like what the thing you were just talking about, everything's political, that just means taking sides. It doesn't mean yeah, under- exactly. understanding anything. Doesn't mm, un- right. So, like, mm. you'd be better to talk about being, like, engaged. You're either engaged with trying to improve society somehow or other or you're not and those people being political in the sense that you just mentioned a lot a lot of the times there's no interest is just fighting each other for uh, you know over scoring it's point become, scoring or whatever it's become tribal mm-hmm. and when it becomes that tribal there's no middle right. and when there's no middle there's right. no compromise right true and you can't get anything done that way I mean it really it really shows yeah it started to me, I mean, it really, 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 uh, it's probably been going that way since Reagan mm. was elected, but it really got super bad in, uh, when Obama was elected, mm. uh, where people just, they, the, the middle disappeared. Mm. And now it's so extreme that, yeah, you're either on the blue team or the red team, mm. and it's that's what makes it a cluster. Well, Thai, Thailand been through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonsense for me. So many lies. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but it is political. I mean, I feel like Thai people need to be more awoken to politics in the sense of uh, understanding mm. of. Not what taking it sides, is. but understanding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't take sides, mm-hmm. but you can't just label me as a slim. You know, it's like that's one discriminating. Two, you don't know me. Three, I have the right to you know understand or stand ground to what I believe in. You know, I don't need. You know, I don't need to be like labeled as, as a, a what slim. What's that? Slim is like you don't take sides. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that doesn't show disinterest. I know, right? Yeah, know. it's just it's just appalling that people will call like people that doesn't take sides, and this come from both sides. Yeah, you know, it's like it's either is like you you with me or you not with me at all. You know, you know. Well, I'm, I'm also not saying that sometimes you don't have to take sides. Sometimes you might want to, but I'm just but you don't. Not every occasion to call calls for taking sides. That's for sure. Aren't mm. uh, you? Hmm. Understanding, less yeah, it's difficult even to talk about it because, mm. uh, you know, if you if you really like if you d- look into the, some of the issues, uh, 
then you you would you'd say well i of course i of course i take the side of this of course uh you know of course justice matters of course um you know not imprisoning children you know who've come across the border matters and all of this stuff mm-hmm. you know you have to kind of take a side on on the issue but that's like that's uh different from just waving f- colored flags yeah. around yeah right yeah. i mean yeah right it's so different I mean, why why does it have to be boiled down to like taking a red flag or yellow flag or a uh, red side or blue side? Mm. It's just I don't understand. <laughs> like, does it help you to like? I don't think like that kind of uh, what what is it called ideology, right? Uh, I mean, a democracy or uh, communist is that is that ideology? What is what is it called? Um, well, ideology, political ideology is broader. You know, but, uh, democracy; those are systems of gov- governance. No, but that's I, the thing. I mean, they. Are, I mean, this is how how stupid people are. It's just like they they only like thinking like, oh, you're not a de- uh, democracy guy; you're a communist guy. In just you know, in a in a one statement or something like that, mm-hmm. they always label. They quick to judge and understand like the 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 meaningful sides of all these things. You know, of being empathized, um, you know, mm. towards uh, other human being, right. humanism. You know, it's the things that are lacking. Kindness are lacking in this fucking world, and we are here, like sitting here, you know, and being labeled for thinking, like trying to understand both sides. Right. It's mm. kind of. I think that's stupid. Why are you? Why are you bitching about me trying to understand both sides? Trying to you know understanding the facts. Why do I have to believe your well, facts? It doesn't make sense. I need to understand it. it there's a lot to. It's difficult to. Uh, it's a lot to unpack. Like for example, when you like when you even say both sides. If you know if one, if one side has, like for me, if one side has neo Nazis on on it, then I don't have any sympathy, and I'm going to just take the other side in terms of their the ideology. But I still can have. I still can have like compassion for them for, as people. I still can say, you know, they're like recoverable as people, or they're still the value as people. Mm. You know, I mean, like think like we talked about it before. Think about that guy, Daryl. Uh, is it Dar- Daryl Thomas? Daryl, I forgot this. The guy who, uh, you know, the black musician who took got over <sighs> two hundred people out of the clan. You know, right. he's basically prepared to engage with people as people right, still, right. no matter how right. abhorrent their ideology. Right. So we like, we have to do that. I, uh, there's, there, there is like, of course, for me, some ideology, some side in the sense of what these people, are, what people are saying, that I will just completely dismiss. Yeah, that's totally fucked. I'm totally against that. But it doesn't mean I, it doesn't mean I have no obligation to try and understand. What caused this? Right, because that's the deeper thing. Right, like, have they? Who've they been manipulated by? Right. how has it come about that right. they're in this position? Right, it's not just like a total matter of choice. Yeah, like you said, like um, we've talked about this before. People grow up in some areas of the south of the clusterfuck, and they're in communities where there is really like almost no option to take another position. You, you, because oh, you yeah. just put you, it would make you an outcast. So you just right. kind of we all get indoctrinated into what's around us. It's human nature. You, we're talking about this before in the dude. We pick up the language of what's around us. The word, the literally language shapes the thoughts in our head, and you you can't help it. But we still have an obligation to understand how do we get to this? How do we uh, get back from this? How do we treat people with compassion, no matter what 
views they right, have and all right, of this kind of stuff. Right, right. But I think that's lacking. Yeah, I, it I, is I don't lacking. think, think, think people thinking as an obligation, like you said. Well, yeah, because a lot of people just think, well, you know, okay, uh, you guys are being uh, uh, racist, or you guys are being violent, therefore that gives us the right to just like terminate right. your existence outright. Right. Right. No, this uh, you can't. I, you you I, can't do that. No, no, you got. Uh, you have you, to deal with yeah, because you, I think it's on point. You you mm. said it on point for sure. Well, you well, what do you think, Midnight? I think you have to be open minded and optimistic, mm. for right. sure. Right. Because you can change people's minds. Okay, so have you ever tried in the ass? <laughs> 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 No. <laughs> no, but it's early. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Once again, it's like Viagra. It depends on who wants to do it. You know? <laughs> but no. Right. Okay. Well, what do you think? Should we wrap it up? Oh, I think for this segment, it, I think it's, it's great. I mean, I think we have so much more to talk. I, I, I hope this is not your last time of being here. Well, not if you invite me again. Uh, oh, that would be that would be sure. open to that. And it depends on if y'all get thrown off the air too <sighs> after this. Fuck we're, this we're not on any air to be thrown <laughs> off. Oh, yes. oh, okay. this yeah, that's, is the, that's the advantage of the podcast. This, this yeah, is it's air. only me and Paul. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> we'll, if we if we were thrown out, it's us throwing ourselves out. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but how are you feeling with the podcast right now? Oh, I love it. Oh, that's great, okay. man. Cool. I love it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I always thought you guys, you two had such great chemistry. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good listen. Thank you. I mean, I feel like you're not getting sandwich here, right? No, no, okay. not at all. Won't you love to get sandwich sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> not by us. Isn't that sort of like the last question? <laughs> well, no, actually, I have been sandwiched. But, um, Ooh. but yeah, not... Ooh. Well, for another time. <laughs> the swing, the that swing in seventies. <laughs> Why do I see all this? Like <laughs> in my brain is like this uh, of you know like the Woodstock it, film kind of come pops up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, free love. Oh shit. It was a crazy <laughs> time. <laughs> Sounds like it. Mm. Yeah, we were born too late. Well, so, crazy love, my friends. Crazy love. Hey, you never know. It may swing back. It's a <laughs> pendulum. I think it's already swung back, but it's in a different form. It's underground? <laughs> well, it can't be up. <laughs> it's underground. It can't be overground. <laughs> All right, man. Oh. You good? Yeah. Well, thanks, Midnight Johnson. Oh, man. Yeah, I hope thanks. you come back again. Thank you for having me. And thank you, you guys home. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll keep you updated and, you know, get in touch with us and see how you like Midnight Johnson. And do you want to see his face or his Johnson? <laughs> you just, you know, leave it in a comment. And, you know, we'll, we'll try. We'll try to expose that shit sometime. <laughs> well, until next time, guys. All right. See ya. Right. See ya.